It's a midweek edition of Locked On Nittany Lions, and there's still a lot to talk about as far as Penn State is concerned, heading into a big weekend on the road against the Ohio State Buckeyes. Penn State is a major underdog. There is yet another James Franklin storyline to be following as the week unfolds. And will Sean Clifford be 100% for this weekend's game? We're going to talk about all that in today's episode. Thank you for making Locked On Nittany Lions your first listen of the day. Let's get started. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everybody? Welcome into the Wednesday edition of Locked On Nittany Lions. My name is Kevin McGuire. Happy to be with you here, as always, across the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here, of course, we're talking Penn State football because we have another big game on tap for the Nittany Lions as they look to try and snap a two-game losing skid. And doing so is not going to be easy because they are taking on what I believe is the best team in the Big Ten, one of the best teams in the country in the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's never easy when you play Ohio State, but it's not supposed to be either. So we already kind of knew that Penn State was going to be up against it this weekend against the Buckeyes. We'll talk a little bit about that later on today's episode. We also have the James Franklin storyline, which continues to be just having new wrinkles unveiled to us on a daily basis, it seems. So let's get into a little bit of that and come up in the second segment. And of course, we've got to talk about whether or not Sean Clifford is going to play this weekend. And that's going to be one of our big stories in today's episode. Make sure you catch every episode of Locked on Nittany Lines across the various podcasting mediums. I highly recommend the Odyssey app, but if you have another way of getting your audio podcasts, including Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you're following along, subscribing where available, and leaving those ratings and reviews because that ultimately is the best way to show your support for the podcast. Let us know how we're doing, provide any feedback, and again, it just helps reach out to new listeners who may be looking for a Penn State podcast to add to their mix. Of course, we're also doing these episodes in full video format on YouTube, so you get a look into my little makeshift home office, and then when you are watching those videos on YouTube, make sure you give a thumbs up and leave a comment down below. We'll highlight a comment. I may like what I see, and I may highlight what you have to say in an upcoming episode. You can also reach out to us on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. Don't forget about our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany, and yeah, we're also on Instagram at Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. So one of the things I've been talking about this weekend, or this week, I should say, heading into this weekend, is the quarterback situation. We have taken so many layers of this quarterback situation over the past few weeks, and it's very, very important going into this upcoming game against Ohio State, because if Penn State's going to have any chance of being competitive against the Buckeyes, then they need Sean Clifford to be as close to 100% as possible. Well, lo and behold, Tuesday afternoon scrolls by, I get the update on my phone saying that Sean Clifford is expected to be at 100% for this weekend's game. And I'm thinking, hey, that's great. That's fantastic. Penn State needs that because we all know that this Penn State offense is so much more effective if Sean Clifford is healthy. Now, as we saw against Illinois, we don't know if he was 100%. didn't look like he was 100%. But we also know that Penn State was kind of scaling him back a little bit, going a little bit limited in what he was expected to do uh, running the offense. And clearly it wasn't good enough. But I do think that if Sean Clifford is in fact 100% or at least 98%, I will take that because that does give Penn State's offense a much better chance to be competitive and move the football. Sort of as we saw a few weeks ago in that Iowa game, 
Sean Clifford and the offense was making some things happen. Uh, there were a couple of mistakes, obviously, along the way, with a couple of interceptions in the time that he was on the field against Iowa. But uh, all things considered, if you tell me that Sean Clifford is 100% or very close to 100%, I'm going to take that and I'm going to roll the dice. And it still may not work out for Penn State because Ohio State is really darn good. But I think if you have your choice between going into this game with a banged up Sean Clifford or a backup quarterback or a close to 100% or even a 100% Sean Clifford, there's no question which way you're going to go with this. Yeah, you're going to take the 100% Sean Clifford because ultimately that gives you the best chance to move the football, score some points and be competitive in a game that's going to be very difficult, especially for a team that looks like it has lost its offensive mojo. And there were always some concerns about some aspects of the offense, but when we saw that Sean Clifford was banged up and unavailable in the past couple of games, you see just how bad things really are for this Penn State offense or how far they still have to go. So it's very concerning if Sean Clifford is not going to be available. So here's crossing your fingers that Sean Clifford actually is 100% or close to 100%, whatever the case may be, because Ultimately, that gives you so much more reason to be optimistic about Penn State's chance to at least keep things interesting going into the second half, going into the fourth quarter, perhaps. And hey, maybe you got a chance to win because ultimately, I don't think that this Penn State defense is going to let this game against Ohio State get too out of hand. I've got a couple more thoughts on that. We'll get into that later on in this episode. But I do think that there are some ingredients here for Penn State to be competitive and keep things interesting throughout most of the game. I don't think that Penn State wins this game. I think Ohio State wins this game. I just, I feel as though there is a chance that Penn State can keep people a little bit more interested in this game. Of course, one way to never lose interest in whatever game you may be watching is by dabbling in a little daily fantasy sports. And the best place to do that with college football is with the Prize Picks app. Prize Picks is one of the leading daily fantasy sports apps on the Apple Store and the Google Play Store, and you can get started very quickly. It's daily fantasy made easy. Here's how easy it is. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and then you just choose whether or not they're going to go over or under whatever statistical projections they have for that particular game. It's just you versus the numbers, really. How much easier can this be, right? Prize Picks has college football covered. They've got every major conference, every major team from those conferences, and some of the top group of five conferences out there ready for you to choose some of the best players to make some of your daily fantasy picks. And right now, Prize Picks is going to give you a little financial incentive to get started playing some daily college fantasy football. All you have to do is use the promo code Locked On, and they will give you a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in your account. You got to take advantage of that. That's some free money into your account. Make some daily picks picks, maybe start winning some money that way as well. So check out the Prize Picks app on the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Use that promo code locked on for that 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I want to thank you guys once again for making Locked On Nittany Lines your first listen of the day. And we also want to thank you, those of you who are checking out our YouTube channel, continuing to stop by, leave those comments, and hitting the thumbs up on every video. It really does help with the YouTube logarithm. So if you want to support Locked On Nittany Lines over here on YouTube, make sure you give those videos a thumbs up. And of course, leave those comments. It really does help and help us go a long way as we continue to build this channel and build the podcast in general. And one way that we want to try and reward those of you 
who are stopping by our YouTube channel is by highlighting one of our YouTube comments of the day. And this one comes from Steve Marsh, who says, and we're again, once again, getting into some James Franklin criticism, which is going to lead us into our next topic. This comment from Steve says, there is no excuse for James Franklin and his coaching staff not having a backup quarterback ready to step in and play if the starter goes down. Also, not to have a decent running game. When Paterno was there, a backup was always ready and there was always a good running game. Maybe some of these players need a kick in the butt to start playing up to their potential. Ah, uh, yes, the old Joe Paterno reference as we hearken back to the olden days of Penn State football. And I, I get the sentiment. Obviously, uh, there are some things that happened in the 70s and the 80s that would sure feel like a luxury right now as far as this Penn State team is concerned. Most notably, the running game. We have known for a long time that Penn State has developed a good history of running backs at the college level. They've had some good running games over the years in the course of the history of this program. Uh, certainly some college football Hall of Fame worthy uh, running backs have come through this program. And even in more recent years, we've seen guys go off like Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders. And it doesn't feel like they've got one of those generational type players in the fold right now. Much to my chagrin, because I fully expected that there was going to be much more out of this Penn State running game this season. Uh, but I'm prepared to say that eight games into the season or eight weeks into the season, uh, I was wrong on that one. And I don't know what you can do to turn things around. Uh, but going back to Steve's comments, uh, you know, no excuse for not having a backup quarterback ready to step in and play. If the starter goes down, this is obviously more of a reference to the game a few weeks ago against Iowa. Well, here's the thing. The transfer portal has changed the way that things go around college football right now. And I think what we are seeing on display at Penn State in more recent games is probably something that a lot of programs can attest to, uh, being the impact of the transfer portal. Backups are going to leave you. <laughs> it's not just a Penn State thing. Backup quarterbacks, quarterbacks in general, I'm just focusing on the quarterbacks, but they will leave for other opportunities. Penn State had a really good backup in Will Levis the last few years, uh, but he got tired. He wanted to get a chance to be a starting quarterback. He was not going to get that at Penn State, and I don't think that that was the wrong decision. I think Sean Clifford is perfectly fine being the starting quarterback. I don't think there's a decision that had to be made there between Sean Clifford and Will Levis. The decision was to go with Sean Clifford, and I think that that was a fine decision. Now, Will Levis has gone on. He's transferred. He went to Kentucky, where he quickly became the starting quarterback, and he has had some good experiences with the Kentucky program. Kentucky's having a really good season, and Will Levis is a big reason for that. But he was a backup quarterback, and you had him in the fold, and this is what happens in college football right now, specifically at the quarterback situation. If a quarterback is not going to get a chance to be a starting quarterback, they are going to pursue other opportunities. It is not quite the same way as it used to be, and I think that that's something that a lot of people are going to have to kind of adjust to. And yeah, it would be great if Penn State had a stable of quarterbacks the way that some programs do, but very few programs have a full quarterback room from top to bottom of their depth chart or three deep on their depth chart. That just doesn't happen in college football right now. And I think, you know, you know, Oklahoma is probably the outlier here. Uh, Georgia is actually having pretty good success too, but it's very rare that you have a backup quarterback that can just step in right away and keep the offense chugging along. Now, I've always said there are some reasons to be critical of James Franklin and the way that the coaching staff handled the quarterback situation in particular these last few weeks. Uh, I can't rip them too much for not having Taquan Roberson ready to step in and lead the offense against Iowa. I said a couple weeks ago, 
that was a terrible spot for any backup quarterback to step into. So I kind of felt bad for Taquan Roberson. But I think what we saw in the two weeks leading up to this past Illinois game, I think you can be pretty critical of how that whole entire situation was handled. So I don't know if necessarily not having a backup quarterback was the biggest culprit there, but I do think that the whole backup quarterback conversation it's interesting because Penn State did try to go out and test the transfer portal and find a backup quarterback. TJ Finley, the quarterback from LSU, who ended up going to Auburn, looked like he was in the mix for Penn State, but you know, got to a point where there wasn't really a whole lot out there. And I don't know if adding any of the transfer portal additions that were out there after TJ Finley and Will Levis, of course, I, I don't know if there was really anybody that was really going to satisfy what Penn State is trying to do offensively. So maybe I'm wrong on that. I don't know. But, you know, this is not the old days of Penn State or college football in general. I think a lot of the things that were successful in the past aren't necessarily going to lead to the same kind of results in this age where the quarterback situation, the passing game is wide open. But yeah, it would be nice to have a running game, that's for sure. But I do want to touch real briefly on one of the big storylines that popped up on Tuesday with regard to James Franklin and the fact that he has a brand new agent in the form of Jimmy Sexton. And if you're unfamiliar with the name Jimmy Sexton, then just look up some of the coaching salaries for some highly successful coaches around the world of college football, most notably in the SEC. And you're going to draw a pretty quick conclusion that James Franklin is about to be paid one way or the other. Now, we all know that the ongoing storyline for the majority of the season has been speculating on whether or not James Franklin is going to leave Penn State for another head coaching opportunity. The USC job is open. The LSU job is open. And those are two jobs where James Franklin would absolutely crush it. Probably more at USC than at LSU, but there's no question in my mind he would be very struck to James if that was necessary. And I'll pay whatever it would take to keep James Franklin in town as well. So I don't know if this is necessarily an indication that James Franklin is safe, but I do think he is interested in getting money. And I can't be opposed to that. I think that that is probably one of the number one goals that everybody should have in life, get money. And James Franklin is money. I don't know where that money is going to come from, but he is going to get money. And that's what it all comes down to. So Jamie Sexton is a very highly notable uh, sports agent really around the world of college football. And there's nobody that really doesn't know that he's kind of like Scott Boris for college football coaches in many senses. Because if you're a client of Jimmy Sexton, you're going to be getting some really good contract value coming your way. So uh, whatever the case may be, I'm not here to say that James Franklin is leaving Penn State or is interested in leaving Penn State. But I am here to say that we can connect some of the dots here. And the connecting of the dots is going to show that James Franklin, he's going to be getting heavily financially rewarded in one way or the other. And that was always my kind of belief that wherever this James Franklin thing goes, that's going to be the end result. Somebody's going to be paying a lot of money for James Franklin to be their head coach. Could be USC, could be LSU. I still think it's going to be Penn State, but you know, when it comes to coaching searches, I can never say never on anything. Now, I know James Franklin getting a little gruff on Tuesday by coming out in one of his uh, post or his press conference statements saying that he is not worried about any of these distractions and he's only worried about their next opponent. And then he said Illinois, of course, the next opponent is Ohio State. So, kind of there's uh, a little bit of a moment of laughter right there. Uh, obviously, just a slip of the tongue. I wouldn't read too much into it, but it is fun to poke some fun at something like that you know, because it 
it does suggest that maybe he is a little distracted by what's going on. But, you know, honestly, I just feel like that was just an honest slip of the tongue. So I'm not going to get too carried away with that. But bottom line, James Franklin has a new agent. He says that it happened a while ago. It's just now coming to light. And uh, it comes to light at a very good time because there's a couple of really high profile coaching jobs that are out there. And James Franklin could absolutely be at least a candidate or a target for that USC job or that LSU job. If you're looking for a protein bar that actually tastes good, then Built Bar is what you are looking for. The search is over for the best tasting protein bar on the market. That's because you know about Built Bars. Built Bars are protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. They come out of a variety of flavors, so there's a little bit of something for everybody. And this time of year, they're coming out with so many limited edition flavors that you would be foolish not to take advantage of. So you gotta make sure you're following them on Twitter at bar underscore built and when they make those tweets about those new limited edition flavors, you make sure you pounce on them because they're going to fly off the shelves. That's how popular Built Bars are. They've got that blueberry muffin flavor that's out right now. It's one of their newest flavors. You will not regret sinking your teeth into one of those. So go to Built.com, see all the flavors they have available, and then start picking and choosing and making your own order. Of course, use the promo code LOCKED. 15, you can save yourself 15% off the best tasting protein bar on the market. One more time, use the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com for Built Bars, the best tasting protein bars. There isn't a whole lot that's better than betting on some college football games every college football weekend, but of course, you can also bet on the NFL. And you know what? Basketball season is pretty much here. So head on over to Bet Online right now. Check out all the odds available for both basketball and football, as well as any other sport that's out there under the sun. And you can start making your bets right on Bet Online. .ag. You can check out all the latest odds for game props, and you can also check out the futures picks for the world of the NBA, for the world of college basketball. If you want to put a couple bucks on Penn State to win it all this year, hey, I'm not stopping you. I'm not going to advise it, though, but you can get all the latest odds and props right from betonline.ag. Once you sign up for your free account on betonline.ag, make your first initial deposit and use the promo code LOCKED ON, and BetOnline will give you a 50% deposit match without any cap on that. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action, especially around the world of college basketball and college football. BetOnline, where the game starts. So now that I was just talking about Bet Online and all the odds that they have for the upcoming season in college basketball, as well as the updated odds for this weekend's game, I decided now would be a good time as any to take a look to see what the line is for this weekend's game between Penn State and Ohio State. Keep in mind, I'm recording this on a Tuesday evening and point spreads tend to fluctuate throughout the week. So what I'm about to tell you might have changed by the time you listen to this or watch this, but also it may not have. It may be perfectly the same. So I'm looking at the point spread for this Penn State Ohio State game uh, this weekend. And to no real surprise, Ohio State is a decided favorite. And I think more so because of the recent struggles we've seen with this Penn State offense coming off that game against Illinois and the way that Ohio State has been cruising, it wasn't really a shock to me to see how big of a point spread it really was for Ohio State. Now, Ohio State's coming into this weekend's game, they're favored by 19 points on Bet Online. Ohio State minus 19 feels pretty accurate as far as I can see from what we've seen the last couple of weeks. As I said, Ohio State is on cruise control right now. Now, granted, the level of competition that they've been getting right against 
hasn't necessarily been the stiffest competition, but it's exactly what you want to see a team of the caliber of Ohio State do if you're an Ohio State fan. They're going out and absolutely shredding their opponents, putting up massive points, getting lots of yardage of offense, and the defense has been playing pretty well as well. And of course, Penn State's coming off a nine overtime loss to Illinois at home where they scored just 18 points. So how could this not be? a massive spread against Penn State. So Penn State plus 19, it's a massive swing from where they were a week ago as a big favorite against Illinois. Hey, maybe the tide's going to turn, right? Maybe the fortunes are going to be reversed here. Maybe Penn State is the team that comes up with the big upset. I would love to see it. I don't expect to see it, but I would love to see it, right? So I'm looking at this point spread. And then I'm also looking at the over-under. Now, according to BetOnline, the over-under is set at 60 points. So if you account for 60 points total in the game, and then you figure that Ohio State is going to win, let's just say by 20 points, just to keep it easy, that looks like a 40-20 to 20 victory if my math is accurate. So yeah, that would be a lot more points than Ohio State, or than a lot more points than Penn State has given up this season. Only one team has scored more than 20 points on this Penn State defense, and that was Iowa. Now, I do think that Ohio State's got the best offense that Penn State has faced, but I'm looking at the point spread, and I can buy into the point spread a little bit. The over-under, though, I'm kind of hedging under because I don't think that this Penn State defense allows Penn or allows Ohio State to just run wild on them. There may be some big plays made against this Penn State defense. There may be some big drives against this Penn State defense. But getting to 40 points still might be a little bit of a reach because I think that this Penn State defense is still pretty darn good. Now, they have some concerns against the run. We talked about that in yesterday's episode. That's actually going to be exploited once again this weekend by the Buckeyes because Ohio State's been running the ball very well. So I I just feel like that's going to be one of those issues that we talked about yesterday that's going to pop up again this weekend, and Penn State's going to have no answers for it. Ohio State's going to get a lot of rushing yards in this game. You just got to brace yourself for it right now. But as we have seen from this Penn State defense, they do not allow games to get completely out of control. Uh, There has been no games where the defense has been the major issue. And I think that that will continue this weekend against Ohio State. Again, I think Ohio State's offense is going to be the biggest challenge for this Penn State defense. I think Ohio State's offense will put up the most points on this Penn State defense than we've seen this season, and they probably get more yards total combined than any other team has had. But I simply don't see Penn State's defense allowing this game to go completely bonkers against them. And going back to what we talked about earlier in the episode, if Sean Clifford is actually at 100% or darn close to it, I think there's a much better chance that Penn State finds a way to not only cover the spread, but maybe make this game way more interesting than these experts are thinking. So my gut reaction right now is, I'm thinking Penn State covering 19 points is a pretty good bet right now. I would not take them on the money line, but I would also strongly consider taking the under. I don't think that either team is going to score a ton of points. I certainly don't think that Penn State's going to score a ton of points, but I don't think Ohio State gets to that 40-point mark that they probably need in order for this game to hit that over. So I'm liking the under right now as of Tuesday evening. My opinion on this could very well change by the end of the week, but I like the under, and I kind of like Penn State's chances to keep it within 19 points. They may lose by 18, but hey, as far as betting is concerned, that is a win in our book. 
But let me know what you think. Do you like that point spread? Do you like the over-under? Do you like anything that we talked about in today's episode? If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you leave a comment down below with some of your opinions and some of your reactions. And if you're not watching on YouTube and you're listening in an audio format, reach out to us on our Twitter account at Locked on Nittany. We always love interacting with you guys there as well. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Nittany Lines. Once again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're looking for your second listen of the day, I would highly recommend hopping on over to Locked on Big Ten as Nate Dickinson continues his wrap around the entire Big Ten conferences with a selection of hosts from across the Locked on Podcast Network talking all things Big Ten. So you've got your Penn State fixed. Now get your Big Ten fixed over there with Locked on Big Ten. Once again, thanks to everybody who has decided to listen to this episode and listen to all of our episodes across the various podcasting apps that are out there. I always recommend the Odyssey app. It's a great app for getting your all of your Locked On Podcast Network shows as well as other sports podcasts and podcasts in general. You also get sports radio stations, your music stations, your news stations, whatever you're listening to, the Odyssey app is going to have you covered. But of course, you can also catch us on the Apple Podcast Store as well as Google Play and Spotify. Wherever you get your podcast, make sure you're following, make sure you're subscribing, and then wherever you can, leave those ratings and reviews, help show your support for the show, and help encourage others to check us out as well. We know that Penn State's a little bit down right now, but we're going to help you get you through the rest of the season and hopefully a bowl game as well. I'm looking forward to it. We'll try to keep things a little upbeat wherever we can. But thank you for everyone who has supported the podcast on those various audio platforms. And of course, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. And again, if you are watching us on YouTube, thanks for the thumbs up on this video and leaving those comments down below. We want to highlight one of those comments in our next episode. So leave some good comments and we'll be sure to react to them as well. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Check out our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash LockedOnNittany and our Instagram account at Instagram.com slash LockedOnNittany. My name is Kevin McGuire. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out all of our Penn State coverage over on NittanyLionsWire.com, a part of the USATA Sports Media Group. I'm also a contributor to AthlonSports.com, so got some posts that are going to be coming up in the next couple of days, so you want to make sure you check those out as well. Thank you all. Once again, go one and know today. Let's come back, do it again tomorrow. We are going to have our crossover episode with Jay Stevens from Locked On Buckeyes coming up in the next couple of days as well. So lots of stuff to get you ready for Penn State, Ohio State this weekend. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you soon.